Welcome in, everybody. It is the Daily Destroyer DFS show, part of the Dynasty Warzone Network. I'm your co-host at FF Tyler O, as always with my man at Lou Dog Sherman. Lou, how you doing, man? Good. Uh, Happy New Year. We're we're in 2022 officially, uh, but still in the same NFL season. So um, got a couple weeks left. We get that extra week this year. That's so right. That's um, right. usually week DFS 17. Yeah, now we're back to week 17's finals and in, in uh, season long stuff, and then. Of course, we have another week for um, DFS stuff before that. The the wild week eighteen. Yeah, man. Sorry about last week, folks. We did not have a show. I unfortunately, me and my family uh, got the vid, got the COVID. Um, doing okay. Uh, things things are in a good spot right now, but was obviously was not able to record last week's DFS show. But we are here, making sure we get you that information before week. 17 again if, uh, if i have any bad calls i can just also blame it on the covid brain as well so that's always a nice little out for myself so let's let, let, without further ado there's no recap obviously because we did not record we are going to the quarterback position as always start things off i think there's like one quarterback that we got to talk about i think that's going to be the highest rostered or highest owned quarterback on the slate everyone's talking about him everyone's excited for him it's trey lance he's starting he's also in a smash spot Texans are a top five matchup in terms of quarterback points. So for 4,800, it seems like Lance is just the play. Lou, thoughts on Lance? Yeah, I mean, the price is just so cheap, and there's not a lot of value on the slate. So it's going to be important for, you know, every dollar counts. And at quarterback is usually when the the discrepancy between the cheap guys and the expensive guys, it's, it's a little – more even than some of the other positions. So um, if you think of it as he's 3,200 less than Josh Allen, and he, I'm not saying he has the same ceiling as, as Josh Allen does, but um, last time when he started, he had 16 carries and 89 yards. So the likelihood. Just give me the carries at 4,800, you know, like if, if, yeah. if you're, if a quarterback's 4,800, and you're going to say he's going to have 16 carries. I don't even care if he doesn't if he throws the ball at all. And he's going to, but you know well, what I'm saying? It's just like it's like 16 carries for $4,800 is a hell as a hell of a deal. I mean, if you told me a running back was going to get 16 carries and 89 yards, then at 4,800, like that'd be decently Locked. in play as well. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think he's pretty safe to get you at least 10 carries and probably four or five points just from his legs and. The fact that they're facing the Texans, it might be a little easier for him to put together some some passing yards and maybe a touchdown here, or touchdown there or something. So um, the likelihood that he gets 15 to 20 points is, is enough. It's high enough to be pretty solidified as the guy to go to in cash. Um, mm-hmm. There are obviously like other quarterbacks that are more likely to get in the 30s and stuff, but... Um, for 4,800, it's just, it's too cheap to really pass it up. I think in cash, I think a decent pivot. I don't think I'm necessarily going there though. It's going to be Tyler Huntley, 5,600. He's trending towards starting against the Rams as Lamar Jackson does not look like he's able to go. We saw him in week 15. Uh, he played a full game and he put up 35 DK points. We talk about somebody who possibly does have that, a bit of a ceiling or can get 30 plus points. Well, we literally just saw Huntley do it. 
uh, two weeks before. So, you know, everyone's going to Trey Lance. Is there value in the pivot to Huntley at 56 if you're still trying to save at the position? Yeah, I think he's he's definitely in play in tournaments. Um, you could if you have that extra 800 points. It does seem like he has a decent floor, and he's been passing pretty uh, efficiently um, in in the three games where he's had over 35 pass attempts in each of those games. He had um, 70% completion rate, so it's not like he's a bad passer and each of those those games he also has over 200 passing yards so the fact that he also was adding the floor of running last week like i'm not going to expect 35 points from him again but i think he's pretty safe uh and for 5600 uh it seems like he's established himself to be pretty good for 5600 quarterback like it, if this was a more established player um he probably would be $1000 more expensive so um not the easiest matchup for him. And that's where I think Lance still um, I favor because facing the Texans versus uh, the Rams defense, but um, Huntley's at home. He, his pieces are a little more expensive to pair together. Um, I think if I'm playing Huntley, I might want to stack him versus Lance. I don't think I would end up stacking him. Um, So I think Lance, you're playing more for his rushing, and Huntley, you're playing for more of like the combo. Makes sense. Makes sense. Let's go to the top here, Lou. Um, Paint up at quarterback. Um, let's say Josh Allen, 8K, Patrick Mahomes, 78, Tom Brady, 76, arbitrary cutoff, as always. Uh, those are the top three guys this week. Any interest in paying up at quarterback? Is that something you're interested in doing? Do you like these three? Yeah, I think um, in tournaments, like Josh Allen's in a pretty good spot. and A pretty good spot. He's in a great spot, man. He's in a great spot in the Falcons. He's playing the Falcons, and what we've seen in in Bill's games is even if they run up the score, if they're up by a few touchdowns in this game, they'll keep passing the ball. And they're – I mean, most of the touchdowns that they score in general go through Josh Allen, either through his legs or through the air. Um you know, we've seen Singletary have decent games of late, but um, for me, like, this is – they're getting to the point where this point in the season, if teams are trying to get specific, um, like, seeds in the playoffs, then this is the game that they try for. Mm-hmm. And then next week is the week that they take off and stuff. So um, I think they're going to go pretty all out in this game and – Facing the Falcons, like this, just it's it's such a smash shot for for Josh Allen. The Bills and, just need to win. They need to win. Yeah, they need to win, so they're not going to just stop halfway through the game if if they're up big. Like it's less likely that he's going to take the fourth quarter off. I guess what I'm saying is it's less likely he's going to take the fourth quarter off because instead, if they already lock up a spot, they could take next week off or something like that. So I really like Josh Allen up top. Um, this. Kansas City Bengals game could get out of hand, but I could also see the Bengals trying to control the clock. Um, Establish the run the, the way they down. try to do Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Mahomes is pretty much always in play in general. Um, I'm all right with him. I don't know. I probably wouldn't play Brady this week just because, like, they can really slow that game down and they don't necessarily have to pass the ball because they're probably just going to smash the Jets anyway. Um and then that other game, the Arizona-Dallas game, 
could see myself playing either side of the ball there. Um, I expect Dak Prescott to be pretty highly owned and Kyler Murray to be less owned. Mm -hmm. Kyler just hasn't been uh, himself. He hasn't been a a 7,300 quarterback for much of the year, but uh, he did have that big run last week, which really helped his score. But um, he's been fumbling the ball a lot this year, not always losing them, but it seems like he's getting a little reckless out there in a way, Um, Mm -hmm. but hasn't been running the ball at the same amount as he had in past seasons. And uh, that's where his ceiling really comes from is when he gets touchdowns through his legs or, you know, 50 plus yard um, rushing days. And he's had some of those, but he's not running as often. So it's a little more hit or miss. Um, And he hasn't really been hitting the 300 yard bonus either, but I think this is the matchup against the Cowboys that this game could get really out of hand in high scoring. Mm-hmm. So um, I think based on the matchup and maybe because of what the last few weeks have been, maybe you can catch him on a little lower ownership. So um, I'm trying to build Kyler teams. It's just tough because they have so many pieces that you can pair him with. And if you get it wrong, then I mean, that, that could really hurt you as well. Um, so those are really the guys that I'm looking at, at least up top. Is there any other guys uh, they want to mention before we get your pool of three quarterbacks and move to the running back position? Um, Stafford is is all right. He's a little expensive for a guy that you're not really getting rushing from, and his ceiling hasn't really been that high this season. So, like to me, he's a hundred dollars cheaper than Kyler, but we know Kyler has a higher ceiling, um, and. Stafford hasn't had a 300-yard game in five weeks, so um, it's kind of been a while. They do have a pretty good matchup. The Ravens just give up as many passing yards as you want on them. Um, But uh, I'm struggling if I want to play him or not, and then Herbert was the other one. Um, The problem with that Chargers-Broncos game is that could be kind of a slog. And... um, but what we know about Justin Herbert is he's just going to throw multiple touchdowns and probably 300 yards. So um, I'd have some interest there too, but it's, it's kind of like you can play whoever you want uh, at quarterback. If you're not going to go like the dumpster diving of, of Lance and Hundley. Mm-hmm. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. Were there any other guys you were thinking about? No, that does it for me. Herbert would have been probably the last one that, that I'd bring up. Um Thought about Jalen Hurts for a second, but I mean, it, the the price is nice. But there's just other guys that I like. I'm more likely to play Dak Prescott. Um, I believe in Jalen Hurts just the way the yeah. Eagles have been playing. It's 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 a bit ugly, um, even though it's a good matchup. I I don't. Know. I, I guess like if you like Jalen Hurts, if you had like a strong conviction for Jalen Hurts, I'd listen. Wouldn't tell you no, but um, pretty good there. Your pool of three quarterbacks, Lou. I'll say um, Lance. Josh Allen and uh, Dak. Running back position, I think there is some pretty, pretty decent chalk on this slate when it comes to the running back position. Uh, I just want to talk about these three at the top, likely going to have the highest ownership on the slate. That's going to be David Montgomery, 65, Ronald Jones, 63, and Sonny Michelle at 58. Um, all in that 58 to 65 range. All three of these dudes should easily see 20 touches. 
um, and they're all priced relatively cheap. So we should see all these guys well. Clear clear 20%. I wouldn't be surprised if each one of these running backs cleared 25% in terms of ownership. Um, you know, break down these three for me. What are your thoughts, Lou? Yeah, to me, um, if I were to rank them on, like, who who's first into my lineup, basically, I'd probably do Sony, Michelle, and then Montgomery, and then Rojo. Mm-hmm. Um, we just know with the Bucks, like, depending on how that game flows, like, Rojo could have 10 carries in that game. Like, it's kind of sporadic what, what they do running the ball sometimes. Or, you know, Keyshawn Vaughn gets a 50-yard um, touchdown, and then all of, all of the, the Rojo teams you had misses out on on that sort of yard and uh, touchdown equity. But um, he's also more expensive this week, like 6,300. He doesn't have a huge role in the passing game, which um, it's kind of weird. He, he like used to, but um, David Montgomery has had a massive role in the passing game. He has four and, and straight games lately, yeah. with at least five catches. And um, we know he gets all of the rush work and they're facing the giants, which is one of the easiest matchups you can have. So, um, to me, I'd rather go to Montgomery than uh, Rojo. And then Sonny Michelle's 5,800 and just completely missed. Henderson's on IR. It's um, completely missed. Henderson's gone. It, Michelle's had, I mean, he's 24, 20, 18, 27 carries in the last four games. So he, he probably already took that role back from Henderson. Um, so it, it almost doesn't matter if, if Henderson was playing or not. He should not be 5,800. I don't understand why going into last week, they brought his price down. He should be like then, 68. It should be like 6,800 yeah. at the very least. Yeah. Um, he doesn't really have much pass work. So you're still playing off of hoping for, for touchdowns, 100 yards. But he's just got such a massive workload right now. Um, for 5,800, he just seems like the, the lock for me of those running backs. Um, yeah. This, so that's how I'd rank those three. That makes sense. Um, two, uh, let's go with three other guys, um, sure. you know, in, in that same range, uh, but cheaper. Um, Daryl Williams at 5,800. He's 20 plus touches pretty easily without CEH. CEH has been ruled out. Michael Carter at 5,100. Um, we saw him come back last week off of IR. I believe he had 19 touches, 16 carries, three targets, and then finally, um, Jared Patterson from the uh, Washington football team. We know Gibson is out on the COVID list, and he seems to be the guy that is going to be getting the work there awfully cheap. So between those three, uh, you know, also a g- good saving spots, three guys who projected to see decent volume, maybe not as much as the guys we talked about above, but pretty damn close. Daryl Williams, 58, Michael Carter, 51, and then Jared Patterson, I believe, 48. Thoughts on these three? Uh, I don't know if yeah. ancillary options is the best, but um, three guys yeah. that we have interest in. Um, yeah, because this is a lot of that ownership is just going to go to Sony. Um, it is important to just to look at these guys that, that are in that range or a little cheaper. Um, I think Michael Carter probably is, is my favorite of those guys just because he has he has the type of role in a game that we expect the Bucks to pretty much just, just run away with it. Um, it's the type of game script that is likelier to get in Michael Carter into um, his 
his passing game work. And we've seen it in the past with him. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy. Some of his spike weeks um, in targets, but he didn't really get too many targets last week, but he did have 16 carries and over a hundred yards. So um, to me, it's like, why even, why were they even giving Tevin Coleman any sort of workload? <laughs> um, just, try out your your young guy you guys aren't winning too many games this year and um just get him those reps and we've seen in the past he had that that one stretch where he had nine and 14 targets in back-to-back games so um if this is the type of thing where they're trailing or even if it's competitive for a while too and um he's in there then 5100 is a pretty good price uh Jarrett patterson the problem with him is we just don't really know much about him um but from what we've seen, it he doesn't really get catch passes. And that's really what playing a Washington running back is kind of all about. Like when Gibson was there without McKissick, Gibson would get all of the, the pass work as well as the rushing. But um, assume that Patterson is going to get a decent amount of work, like red zone type work. But um the question is like how many points are going to be scored in this game mm-hmm. um, they've in their last five weeks they've they're the most points they've had is 20 like they just get 17 points every week so if there's only two touchdowns in this game like the the upside isn't super high on him um because he's not going to catch passes and if if carter gets three four catches that is even with the patterson touchdown so um I'd probably say Carter's my favorite of the bunch there. Gotcha. Um, that's just we talked about some cheap guys. I mean, it's it's easy to just not pay up at running back yeah. this week. But you know, let's say let's say we are gonna pay up. Let's um again arbitrary cutoff. Jonathan Taylor, rightly so, nine K, Eckler eighty two, Alvin Kamara seventy nine, and let's say Joe Mixon seventy five. Your thoughts on these four higher priced running backs? Are any of them in that lineup for you? Your favorites, your least. Yeah. Uh Jonathan Taylor just seems like he's in good matchups every week and they just, they keep feeding him the rock. I don't know if they're trying to get him MVP. Like what we've known in the past is you kind of have to be a quarterback. I feel like to get MVP, but um, yeah, I mean, just he's, he's on another stretch of three games over a hundred yards and we know if they get a lead, they're just going to get him 25, 30 carries in this game. And um to me, it's pretty difficult to fit a lineup with Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup, both the expensive guys. So you kind of pick one or the other. Um, but I do like Jonathan Taylor in general. Nine um, K is a lot for a running back, mm-hmm. but um, you know he, he's the type of guy who you're paying up. But I feel like you're more confident in him than than someone like Eckler's eighty two hundred and just doesn't get as many touches and I don't know it guys coming off of, of COVID seem to have, they haven't really been coming back and having just yep. games and 8,200 is a lot to swallow in, in that one. Um, we know, and we so, know he's not well too. I mean, yeah. he, I think he went on like a live stream and talked about how he was not feeling good. I mean, it was on that live yeah. stream where he said, play Justin Jackson, absolute smash. Thanks for that one. Eckler. But you're right. Yeah. It's, I worked it's, last it's, week. Yeah. Um, he, he, and so, he, 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 he feels like shit. He felt like shit. So I'm yeah. kind of with you on that. It's a, it's a tough play at 82. So I think the other one of the, the upper guys that plays is Joe Mixon. Um, we know he's going to get his touches. He gets, uh, he gets targets. 
he's the guy that they try to get touchdowns with. And like I said earlier, like I wouldn't be surprised if that's the Bengals game plan is to try to run the ball a bunch and slow it down a little bit. Um, and people remember last week with Joe Burrow, 500 passing yards that, um, I think they're going to go back to, to that well, because mm-hmm. Why not? The Chiefs and there's a lot of great options you could have there. So, um, I kind of like Joe Mixon in tournaments. Any other running backs you want to touch on before we go to wide receiver? Um, yeah, the other one, I, I like Damian Harris this week. Uh, okay. Great matchup against the Jaguars. Back-to-back games over 100 yards. He's getting He gets touchdowns for them, and they're going to pretty much control that game anyway. Um, and he's right next to Montgomery and um, Ronald Jones, so he's going to have less ownership than those two. So um, I like Harris. Uh, you're really playing him. You're, you're hoping he gets the 100 yards and touchdown. Uh, if he doesn't, he probably ends up being a fail, but um, I think it's worth it on the leverage of, of those more uh, chalky guys. Pool of five running backs, Lou. I'll go with uh, Taylor, Mixon, Michelle, Montgomery, and Carter. Taylor, Mixon, Montgomery, Michelle, and Carter. All right, wide receivers. Let's let's start things off here talking about the Buccaneers. We know Godwin is out with an ACL injury. Um, Antonio Brown at 6,100. If he does play, I expect him to be the highest, like one of the, if not the highest, rostered uh, wide receivers. Let's also talk about Evans at 71. It looks like, or, or 7,000. I mean, it looks like Evans is going to play. So Evans at 7K and a possible AB at 6,100. Thoughts on these Tampa Bay wide receivers who I expect to be a popular play one way or another. One of these dudes is probably going to have at least 25% ownership is what I'm saying. Yeah, I think um, Antonio Brown's probably going to be in cash. Like, I feel like he's a lock if he's noticeably healthy. Um, There's some reports about potential ankle injury, ankle soreness. And so to me, like, I think in tournaments, it's very fair to just switch off of him and try to get to Evans. Uh, And it's... The type of thing where Antonio Brown had has just been getting massive target shares when he's been out there the last few weeks. And so um, I think I'd play him in cash, assuming he's healthy. Uh, but in tournaments, I'd, I'd be off of him to go to Evans, uh, who we know Evans has the upside. And he's getting close to a 1,000-yard season again. And we know his, his stretch of 1,000-yard seasons and – Brady wants that. And then um, Antonio Brown has different narratives on um, his yardage totals on the season. So it's the type of thing where they're going, this is the game where they could just go for the records now and then not play next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the funny part about like 17 versus 18 weeks. Um, you know, maybe they say, oh, oh, Mike Evans, like you need 101 yards. To have thousand in, on the season, but it's like, well, what if we do this in in sixteen games, you know, through six, 17 weeks, and then you don't have like an asterisk or something? But I don't know. That's that's very narrative based. But um, when it comes to the matchup, like it's very easy to see Evans coming out of this game with hundred yards and two touchdowns. Cooper Cup, 9,500. He's been on fire. He's playing the Ravens, who were getting absolutely torched through the air. I mean, it, 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 it's not totally their fault. They're they're mangled on defense. But we just saw Burrow go absolutely ape shit 
with multiple wide receivers uh, pretty much, I wouldn't say blowing up, but at least T. Higgins blew up. The other ones were great. Um, so, I mean, it, it just seems like a smash spot. We were talking about chasing records. I mean, it's Cup. So, I mean, I really want to dig a little bit deeper down to Cooper Cup here. Like, is, is this is this something that's really in play for you? Yeah, I think um, I'd like to get to Cooper Cup. We've just seen this Ravens defense get absolutely, absolutely demolished in previous weeks. And it's just like they're going to throw – cup the ball whenever they want to and he's probably going to catch it whenever they they want to um so to me it's the type of thing where if you can find the money for it like i'm probably going to him if i'm paying up at wide receiver um 9500 but he's just like guaranteed eight plus catches and probably a touchdown like he has um just he gets 96 yards every game it's like he's just putting up numbers that um it's a special season for him the breakfast narrative is strong the breakfast narrative is strong i think uh i think his uh stat was was it 96 might have been 95 he's got like uh 12 straight games with at least 95 um yards he only has one game on the season less than 90 yards and so it's just he's just putting up it, it's like that Michael Thomas year a few years back where yes his price keeps going up but um he's also like the safest play and 9500 reflects um, that ceiling and floor yeah and this this is like that's where you kind of have to choose between Taylor or Cup and it just seems like wide receiver that has that crazy floor is a little safer uh, because he can he's catching balls and catches for yeah. 80 yards yeah. versus just an 80 yard game for Jonathan Taylor. That's the difference of 10 points. So that's where I think I, I probably end up leaning cup. Um, in yep. that sense. Two other wide receivers I, that I've interested in on this, I would say upper to higher upper end is going to be Tyreek Hill. You know, I think going back to Tyreek Hill, you know, he, he was coming, I think he was coming yeah. off a COVID injury and, and didn't, he sat last week. I mean, it wasn't, he didn't have a bad week because he was on the field. He just wasn't on the field. I mean, Pringle blew up. I mean, they could have easily been Tyreek. So Tyreek at 83, I think is interesting to go back to. And then AJ Brown, who saw over a 50% target share last week um, at 72 or two dudes I have interest in. Your thoughts on Hill and AJ Brown? Yeah, uh, I think hopefully that Hill ownership is somewhat down. Um, The problem is, like, if you're going to play that game stack, you're probably going to play Tyreek Hill. So I could see it being still above 10%. Um, Yeah, fair enough. But, I mean, we know what his upside is. and You're you're playing him hoping for his upside. You're not playing him for the case where he sits half the game. So um, A.J. Brown just, like, is that guy for the Titans. And... 16 so targets in his first game back. So it seems seems like he's back to healthy. Um, Miami's defense has been somewhat good, but... There's nowhere else to go with the ball, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, like, the Titans don't throw the ball, like, a ton and get a ton of passing yards, but when they do, it's going to A.J. Brown. Like, they basically have no tight ends. They basically have no other wide receivers that they throw the ball to. So... um I like AJ Brown at that price, seventy two hundred. Like the guys above him, uh, like I'd rather play him over Keenan Allen. But yeah. I still think I would lean 
CD over AJ Brown. Okay. Um, it's a it's a great matchup against the Cardinals, uh, as we mentioned before. I, I'm expecting this game to be somewhat at hand, high scoring. Um, and we've seen the spike weeks for is, CD Lamb. Is this a, a, st- a stack with Dak situation where you go Dak and CD Lamb? Yeah, I think I think he's the one that I'd prefer. Um, Amari about, did a little. Uh, what Gallup, man? Four, Forty-eight hundred for Gallup, but he has a, the the largest A dot on the team. I mean, is there, is there a, is there a three way stack there going where you go Lamb, Gallup, and Dak, or is it really just CD that you're interested in? Is there a third yeah. piece you'd, you'd want to play? Um, it, there's not a ton of value as you mentioned on this slate, but Gallup is one of those, at least from wide receiver, um, the under under five K guys. So. I like Gallup. Uh, it's just it's so tough with the Cowboys. They have so many different options, but we're we're pretty sure that Zeke isn't really one of those options anymore. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I like Gallup for that price, especially. Um, Cortland Sutton, another guy I expect so a lot of conversation going around right now. Forty five hundred. We know Judy is out. COVID. We know Tim Patrick is out. COVID. So at this point in time, it really like as far as starters go at the wide receiver position, it's just Cortland Sutton. Keep seeing yeah, news that he might be put on COVID. Like I, I, I don't know. If like as if right now on Saturday he's not on the list, but they keep saying he might be put on the list. But something to keep out, keep an eye out for. Your thoughts on Sutton at forty five hundred as the last starting wide receiver remaining? Yeah, because I'm pretty sure he. Um... He traveled with the team, so uh, as of now, I expect him to play, and he's kind of the only <laughs> the only guy there because if he's not playing, it's it's just a bunch of practice squad guys who we've like never heard of before. Um, so he's going to be basically the alpha. It's well, just, we've heard of Kendall. Do you trust uh, Drew Locke? Yeah, they got they got a quarterback there now for for uh, wide receiver, but in uh, Seth Williams, I think who's like a rookie who hasn't played all year. Yeah, um, so, there's a lot of hype for that guy in the offseason hasn't really turned into anything yeah so Cortland Sutton at 4500 it's just that price alone is it really stuck out to me um, but it's you're betting on Drew Locke actually having a decent enough uh, game to like pass him the ball and what we know is uh, uh, someone we didn't talk about at running back like the way you generally beat the Chargers is running the ball like this could just end up being a Javante week. Yeah. I mean, or Melvin Gordon week. um, You never know. That's the issue, right? Right. So they might just run the ball a bunch. But I think if they're going to pass it, like Sutton's going to be the guy who's going to catch a lot of that work. All right. Other wide receivers, just kind of go through the list of guys I have interest in. Uh, Braxton Berrios, 3,700. Um, he, he's actually been pretty solid. If you look at his DK points, I mean, he's cleared 10 points the last three weeks, and now there's no uh, Crowder and Elijah Moore at this point. So, obviously, no Corey Davis. Um, we know he, he can eat it up underneath. Um, it just it seems like a, a pure – I don't know if it's a punt play because we're pretty confident that like he can get 10 points. Um, but, you know, he has produced and had decent volume games this year. Like, the ceiling's not there, but at 3,700 – we're only looking for 10 points, 16 points as well within reach and would be an absolute smash at this price. Barrios as a uh, somewhat cheaper play, 37 thoughts. Yeah, the problem with Barrios is he's scoring all these touchdowns not from receiving. And so it his points are a little higher than maybe they should like 
if you're like watching the game, like he's not getting them from his five receptions. So um, for me, like I think he's fine for cash, but I don't necessarily think I'd be playing him in tournaments because I think there's going to be a lot of ownership there, and I'm not trying to chase like high-owned cheap guys. Um, so the the guy that I like off of that chat, uh, off of that more chalky play is uh, Zay Jones, who has been surprisingly getting a lot of work. And uh, if you, you don't watch Raiders games, then you might not even know. But he has three straight games of, of five catches, and it seems like he's filling into that Henry Ruggs role. And we know Zay Jones can be a deep threat as well. Um, and they're facing the Colts, but they're um, going to be indoors for this game. So um, I kind of like Zay Jones off of Berrios just because – Barrios is that type of guy who he gets a lot of short routes and his upside just isn't as high as someone like Zay Jones, who we've seen it before, who gets like 40-yard touchdowns here and there. So um, to me, I prefer Zay. I like the call. The targets have been there, particularly with uh, some exited targets in terms of Waller and uh, Ruggs. So like the call. Um, looking at the wide receiver list here, I think we're talking about Brandon Cooks. You know, I think we talk about safe guys similar to, to Berrios. Um, it's 6K. Uh, Davis Mills has been you know, more than serviceable, I would say, at this point in time. And um, I don't know. Cooks is just like a pretty safe play at this point with that price. I mean, we also know the ceiling is there with it with a long touchdown. We've seen those multiple times year for year. So your thought, Cooks, 6K. Yeah, I think like any given week, I – I can't tell someone to not play Cooks. He's basically exactly that price every week, and he's pretty much putting up 16 to 20 points every given week too. So um, he's the guy who, if if that game were to get a lot of scoring in it, um, he would definitely be a part of it. Um, he's just – he's been very solid all year. Um pretty much the most consistent Texan. If you're going to play any Texans, like he's the one to do it on. Um, back-to-back games with 100 yards. He was a guy who I was like, I was trying to play him last week against the Jags. Um, and you know, he had 100 yards, two touchdowns last week. The problem is they don't get a ton of touchdowns, so you're trying to get there on volume. And, and mm-hmm. um, it hasn't been bad. Bonus, it hasn't but, been bad. Um, yeah, he's he's pretty safe to get at least like six catches, and um, we know he has the deep threat ability as well. So. Um, I think Cooks is fine. Like, I'm not rushing to get him. But like I said to you uh, before before we started the stream here is if I'm in that range and looking for someone to to fill out my lineup, like, I have, I have no problem putting Cooks in. Any other wide receivers you'd like to talk about here, Lou? Um, I like the other guys on the Rams. So I think a reason why I'm going to end up playing Stafford is so many people are going to want to play Sonny Michelle, then it's just – simple to to play a passing game instead um what do you think between odell and jefferson who you'd prefer because they're similarly priced odell's 57 and van jefferson is 53 um right now i think i probably lean odell like depends if you need the 400 or not but um odell seems like he's becoming a guy that Stafford likes to throw to um, near the end zone. Yeah, I, was I to think touchdowns his, are his there touchdown equity is, is higher. 
Um, Even though Van Jefferson does have those long runs, I mean, he he, he can break right. out a 70, 50-yard touchdown as well. Right, um, and that's the, type, that's the way that you beat the Ravens right now. I don't know. I, I, my guts tell me Van Jefferson, but I think my, my, it's smarter to play Odell, but I, I think I would go Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson in tournaments. I think I would lean because it's like Odell's getting touchdowns, but it's like still like his points aren't necessarily – his ceiling I don't think is as high. So I think I would honestly lean in tournaments uh, stacking the Cooper Cup with Van Jefferson and Stafford if I was yeah. going that route. Yeah, and then I, I'd probably bring it back with Marquise Brown actually. Like he hasn't been like – getting too many crazy points because Mark Andrews is getting like all the stats there, but he's putting up so many um, targets and even with Huntley there, like he's getting a ton of targets and yeah, quarterback proof. Yeah. I mean, him and Andrews matters, um, but he has eight straight games with five catches, at least five. Um, he just hasn't been getting the yardage amounts. So I just feel like he's he's sort of due. One of these weeks, he's going to to break off a big play, or just in general start catching more like twenty yard balls. It does seem weird that that he's getting a lot of these targets and only coming out of it with like 45, 50 yards. So um, I kind of like Marquise Brown, who's also in that range with like the Cooks and in Odell Beckham. Um, what do you think about him? Um. I don't know. I feel like, you know, I'm on the fence. I mean, I'm not, I'm not no strong conviction one way or another. Any other quarterbacks before we go to your five player wide receiver pool, Lou? Um, you know, I think, uh, I think like Christian Kirk might get chalky in that game. Um, but yeah, that, that's basically it for wide receivers. All right. Going to the tight end position. It's a little bit tricky here, in my opinion. Um, I don't really find myself really pulling to any of the, the higher priced wide receiver. I mean, tight ends here with Andrews at 74, Kelsey 73, or Kittle at 71. Um, but, but let's just for the sake of sakes loop Gronk into there. You know, those four highest priced tight ends, is there interest there for you, Lou, or are you just going cheaper? Um, I'm not really interested in paying up a tight end just because in these weeks where there's not a ton of value, usually I'll go to tight end to just get that value because you, for 7k paying for a tight end, like I would rather pay for someone like CD lamb at that rate. Um, even though like Mark Andrews has been putting up crazy stats the last few weeks, but I feel like that's gonna, gonna run out at some point. Um, 7,400 is like hard to swallow, but I also think that means his ownership is going to be very low. So um, you probably go there, but I'd, out of those guys, I'd probably just pick Kelsey. Um, and I don't know if I'm going to do it in general anyway, but it seems like he's finally back after that last game he had. Um, and Kittle is just so up and down. Like it's hard for me to pay $7,100 for him. So. I'm trying to go down. Um, All right. A couple of guys in the mid-range that I'd consider is uh, Goddard and maybe Zach Ertz. Uh, but I'm trying to go low. Uh, there's CJ Zoma, 3,300. Uh, he's been getting a lot of targets as of late. Like That's a game that could be high scoring in general. And for 3,300, like if he just comes out of that with a touchdown, you're, you're probably fine. Um, and then... Steven Anderson's the bear. Yep, I was just about to mention me. He's stone men, but he's a starter, man. And he, he has been involved a little bit this season. Like it hasn't been a, 
necessarily he hasn't been a starter. He's clearly the third guy there in some instances, but he has been used. I, I think he has a touchdown or two on the season. So it's good to know that there is some familiarity out there as a as a player. Uh, on the field during real games. So, I mean, 2,500 seems like a real punt. I'm just not sure I need to do that. I think I, I have the money to get to Azoma at 33. Or I'm, I am I have interest in Foster Moreau at 38. Um, the targets are there. So, obviously, I, don't, I wouldn't play Foster Moreau and Zay Jones. But if I didn't play Zay, I would be looking at Foster Moreau. I still am, am a Foster Moreau fan. Yeah, I think he's fine. Um I don't know. It just like seems like he has he hasn't been a plug and play Waller, so I'm just concerned about the upside. Um, but I mean, if you're in that range, like he, he's he's a lot better than like others. But I think I I think I'd prefer Higby, um, specifically in that range. Um, you think we got Higby? Like he's he's 4K and um, yeah, I see what you're saying. I mean. I, don't, I think I'm, it's weird because, like, I, I I view, like, a distance between Moreau at 38 and Fant at 44, right? I feel like the 600 savings is worth yeah. mentioning. But you go to, like, four 4K with Higby, and then all of a sudden I'm like, hey, might as well go to Fant at 44. But I don't have that same kind of gut check with with, with Moreau. That, it really like, three was, in front, yeah, yeah, it really just comes down to, to what, what fits, I guess. Yeah. Um, any other tight ends you would like to play, Lou? Um, no, I think that that's basically it. Like, it, you could do the dart at Albert O, but at that point, I feel like I would just go to Steven Anderson, um, or like Uzoma. It just seems like with Fant in, like I, I'd either just do Fant or neither, um, mm-hmm. and. The Chargers haven't been great against tight ends in general, but and we know that Drew Locke does favor Fant like in the past. So, um, so if Sutton doesn't it. go, yeah, Sutton doesn't go. Fant without becomes, yeah, that becomes a, a real interesting. I mean, I, if Sutton doesn't go, I think forty-four Fant is. I don't know if I'll call the lock, but he's in my lineups. Yeah, yeah, I, I, he's definitely makes the pool in that in that scenario. All right. Pool of three tight ends. Um, it's just three. I'm going to do Anderson, Uzoma, and Goddard. Close it off. Defense, special teams. I mean, again, it's it's what fits. Um, end of the day, I think Seahawks, they're playing Tim Boyle and the Lions at 3,300 <laughs> if, if you can get there, and, and also Bears. Um, playing the Giants, thirty-two hundred. I don't know if it's it's from or Glennon, but if you can it's get from. up to that, if you can get if it's from, yeah, if you can get up to that mid-range of you know, it's kind of upper range to be honest. Um, of Seahawks um, or, or or Bears, um, I'm here for it. I think I think they're pretty great plays. Um, you know, for we're going to a cheaper option. Um, I mean, Dolphins, twenty-eight hundred. Playing um, Tennessee, you know, we talked about AJ Brown kind of being their only weapon. Um, if he could be pretty low scoring, I think the Dolphins have, have some interest is there as well. And then we say this every week, but the Lions, if you need to punt at twenty four, I just don't expect there to be a lot of points scored uh, in this Lions Seahawks game. Um, yeah. Expected to be pretty, and like the Lions actually have been pretty solid in the sack department. Um, and we know the Seahawks line has not been great, so I think if you really need a cheap option. 
I, I could I could swallow the Lions. Thoughts on defense special teams? Yeah, I think um that's that's pretty decent like list there. Like there, there's not a ton of great guys great teams under three K and then like if you're over three K, like if you can get up to the Patriots, I think they're pretty solid spot. But um the Bears are probably gonna be super chalky, which means you can go a different route and maybe like the Chargers are, are probably where I'd go off of the Bears, but it's kind of like what fits, but I think I'd rather try to play over 3K this week for defense. Yep. I think I think it, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, so, Woo. final thoughts, week 17, DFS, main slate, DraftKings. No, yeah, I think um, when I was building lineups before, I was having, I wasn't really seeing um, a lot of late late game guys in my lineups, and there's a massive slate, like there's 14 game slate, and um, I think a lot of the good plays are in the early games. So maybe try to to flex and try to find some of those in the later games, like the um, Dallas Arizona and that Denver LA game is are probably the two i'm going to try to get some some pieces of so um yeah it should be a good week and and good luck to people that are in things like like best ball finals or just their their regular season long finals because this is championship week for a lot of people it truly is a lot of money will be paid out so again best of luck folks if uh, you're not in there with your dynasty or your draft teams hopefully dynasty the, the dfs streets are good to you again you can follow Lou on Twitter at Lou Dog Sherman, myself at FF Tyler. That's all we have today, folks. Don't forget, tell somebody you love them. Later.